Welcome to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. Today's episode is part four of eight, breaking down each division of the NFL draft team by team, giving each a letter grade, and looking at each team's first three picks, who I liked, who I didn't like, and why. On this episode, I'll be breaking down the NFC West. Plus, I've got one very high-profile first-round pick everyone seems to love that I think is a bust, and the guy who I think was the best player in the draft. So let's get started. I'm going to start out with the team that I thought had the worst draft in the division and work my way up to the team that I thought had the best draft. And the team that I thought finished a distant fourth in the NFC West was the Arizona Cardinals. With their first round pick, the first overall pick, as most of you know, was Kyler Murray, quarterback out of Oklahoma. He's listed at 5'10", 207 pounds. And when I look at this guy's game, there's definitely a lot to like, but for me, there's just as many red flags. So he was a one-year starter and had very, you know, limited starting experience at Oklahoma. He is an incredible arm talent with a quick release, and I know scouts love that about him. He has an amazing agility to escape the pass rush and pick up yards with his legs, making him a legit dual-threat quarterback. He was only sacked 18 times in college. So, you know, there's definitely a lot to like there, but He is a very accurate passer when on the move. Not nearly as good in the pocket, but he's an outstanding athlete who can make every throw and shows great touch. Does tend to play big in the big games. Things I don't like, though, is that he's extremely undersized. Short, small frame, and I think durability will be a big concern for him in the NFL. He does tend to stare down receivers, which will get him in trouble with NFL cornerbacks. Doesn't always show the best mechanics and tends to sail throws, which lead to interceptions. He played in a wide-open spread system with easy reads and open looks, played in a very weak Big 12 with some of the worst defenses in all of college football. He was better outside of the pocket than inside the pocket, and, you know, it's it's good that he can throw on the move, but in the NFL, you got to be able to sit in the pocket and throw darts, and I just don't see it enough with this kid. He can be careless with the football when he's scrambling, which is going to lead to turnovers. And he played behind one of the best offensive lines in all of college football and also had a first-round draft pick at wide receiver. So the guy had a ton of help around him. There's also a huge red flag for me with the Cliff Kingsbury hire. He has zero NFL experience and was a failure at Texas Tech and was fired. He isn't Jimmy Johnson or Pete Carroll, who had huge success in championships in college football before going pro. And if you look at first-year coach and quarterback combos since 2008, they're only 70 and 74 in their first year together, and none of them were former college football coaches with no NFL experience. Murray is a terrific athlete who has awesome arm talent and awesome escapability, but for me, there are too many red flags. His height and overall stature are a big concern. 
because he will be behind the worst O-line in the NFL versus one of the best divisions in football but is loaded with great defenses. His ability to extend plays and scramble are a double-edged sword. For every great play, there will be turnovers and big hits from defenders. Murray trying to learn the NFL game while his coach does the same is a recipe for disaster. Some see the next Russell Wilson, while I see the next Johnny Manziel. In the second round, the Cardinals selected Byron Murphy, cornerback from Washington. He's listed at 5'10", 190 pounds, and ran a 4.55 40-yard dash. He's got great instincts and a really high football IQ. He excels in man-to-man coverage. He did only have 20 career games at Washington, and his lack of experience is a concern. But he's got good hands, very good ball skills, had seven interceptions and 20 pass breakups at the University of Washington. He's a physical corner who is very good versus the run and a strong tackler. Tends to grab and hold wide receivers too much and will draw interference calls in the NFL. And he does lack elite cornerback speed and will have trouble keeping up with top speed receivers in the NFL. But I like that he's aggressive. You know, he's an aggressive player with above average read and react quickness. He's probably not athletic or tall enough or even fast enough to be an outside cornerback, but could excel as a nickelback. He's a hard hitter who separates wide receivers from the ball with his physical play. But like I said before, he is slightly undersized and taller wide receivers can present problems for him. He's got a good, strong change of direction, good hips, good footwork. Murphy is the consensus number one cornerback in this draft and a very solid player, but this was a relatively weak cornerback class. His lack of speed, ideal size, and experience are why I don't see him becoming a number one corner for Arizona, but he should add a lot of value as a nickel corner where he can showcase his strengths in zone, underneath coverage, and playing against the run. So the Cardinals actually had two second round picks, and with their second, they took Andy Isabella, wide receiver out of UMass. He's 5'9", 188 pounds, and ran a 4-3-1 40-yard dash. This guy is a lightning-fast wide receiver who can take the top off of a defense. Definitely a vertical threat. He's very undersized at 5'9", 188. He's really built like a slot wide receiver, but he lacks the shifty underneath skills to excel in the slot. You know, he's very good after the catch. He's very elusive, can really run away from defenders, but he struggles with press coverage because of his size mostly, and he uses his body to catch the ball. He doesn't extend his arms and expand his catch radius, which is already limited due to his size. He drew way too many false starts, which drives coaches insane. There's no reason for a wide receiver to be getting flagged for false starts. He does add value as a kick returner, but he's very sloppy route runner and just too much wasted movement when you watch him on tape. It'll be very interesting to see how new coach Cliff Kingsbury will use Isabella because he's built like a slot wide receiver, but was much more successful at UMass on the outside. His speed is intriguing, and I think safeties will have to pay attention to where he lines up, but his size and unpolished route running is a concern for me. I think he will struggle versus more physical cornerbacks at the NFL level. Speed is great, but everyone is fast in the NFL. And for me, his game just has too many holes. Overall, I wasn't very impressed with this draft by Arizona. I'm not very high on Kyler Murray, and I think he has a lot of potential to be a bust. Byron Murphy is a solid player, but is really just the best cornerback prospect in a weak cornerback class. Isabella has NFL speed, but not much else. With a cupboard that was already pretty bare, 
Kingsbury will have to turn something out of nothing in a hurry. And that's why I'm giving them a D grade. Not a good start for this Arizona rebuild. So moving on to the team I thought had the third best draft in this in this division, the Seattle Seahawks. In the first round, they took L.J. Collier, defensive end out of TCU. He's listed at 6'2", 283 pounds, ran a 4.91 40-yard dash. He's a tough, physical, aggressive defensive end. He shows good extension to keep blockers away from his frame. I describe him as a power player who can really set the edge. He has a strong bull rush with capacity to drive back tackles. He's got quick, fierce hands. But some of the things I don't like about his game is that he's lagging reaction time off the snap. I mean, he really doesn't get off the ball very quick at all. He struggles to maintain his motor after an initial pass rush and doesn't really have a second move. He was only one season as a full-time starter at TCU. So he's got limited experience, really lacks the quickness and agility and that quick change of direction that you'd like to see out of a defensive end. And overall, just really limited athletic ability. I'm not sure what Seattle saw in LJ Collier. For me, I see more holes in his game than strengths. Nothing about his game wows you. And his overall lack of explosion and athleticism is evident when you watch him play. He could be an early down rotational player, but I would want more out of my first round draft pick. So in the second round at pick number 15, the Seahawks chose Marquise Blair, safety out of Utah, six foot one, 196 pounds, ran a 448 40-yard dash. He's an aggressive downhill safety who can really stuff the run. Outstanding tackler, explodes and wraps to finish off runners. He's a sideline to sideline player with exceptional speed. Awesome ability to read and react, and he's a good blitzer with nice agility. Often takes bad angles though, and he gets himself out of position a little more than you'd like. He tends to play borderline reckless. He was ejected three times for targeting penalties, and he is a much better in-the-box safety than in coverage, although he did show improvement last season at Utah. He's got an explosive first step with great short yardage burst. I think Marquise Blair is a very underrated safety and a great second-round pick for Seattle. Explosive, fast, athletic player who shows a great motor and tenacity. Sometimes his aggressive style gets him in trouble, but he's a guy who will make an instant impact versus the run game, and if he continues to develop in coverage, could become a very good player. So later in the second round, Seattle took DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. He's listed at 6'3", 229 pounds, and ran a 4-3-3 40-yard dash. This guy has elite top-end speed. I mean, he is a big-time deep threat who will demand safety's attention. Exceptional athlete, incredible combination of size, speed, and jumping ability. I mean, he had a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical. Just a physical freak of nature, really. Super explosive off the line of scrimmage. His biggest concerns are really his agility and his change of direction and flexibility out of his breaks, they're alarmingly bad. He's got a very limited route tree and inconsistent hands. He just drops way too many easy balls. He's a guy who just destroys press coverage with his size and speed, but he doesn't take enough advantage of his size to box out smaller cornerbacks. Metcalf is a very unique prospect. His elite speed, agility, combined with his incredible physique, is really rare. You just don't see six foot three, 229 pound guys 
run a 4-3-40 and jump 40-plus inch verticals. However, his drop ball rate is concerning, and his agility is frankly awful. Very much a boomer bust player who will become an instant deep threat, but that's about it. So overall with the Seahawks, I wasn't very impressed with Seattle's first pick, LJ Collier. I think he fits the Seahawks scheme and understand why they took him, just not in the first round when he wasn't even a top 50 player in my opinion. Marquise Blair was their best draft pick. He's a good fit for their system and has a high floor. He continued to improve while in college. Metcalf is one of the most intriguing prospects in this draft with his rare size and speed but is a very limited player and a very raw prospect. I didn't love this draft by Seattle, but I didn't hate it either. And that's why I'm giving it a C. So moving on to the team that I thought had the second best draft in the division was the San Francisco 49ers. And with their first round pick, they took Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State. He's 6'4", 266 pounds, and ran a 4.79 40-yard dash. He's got incredible speed to power, something that you're always looking for in a pass rush. He does have health issues, and they are a concern because he only played three games in 2018. But in those three games, he still had six tackles for a loss and four sacks. Pretty incredible. He's got the strongest hands in the entire draft. He uses leverage and strength to overpower offensive linemen. He's explosive off the ball and technically sound pass rusher with multiple pass rush moves he's a very balanced player who is equally good versus the run or the pass he's the best overall athlete in the class wild scouts at the combine and surpassed his high expectations he's a relentless player who gives a hundred percent effort on every down his read and react quickness is the best in this class he demands a double team and is still a handful for blockers. He's versatile and could play in a 4-3 or a 3-4 scheme. Suited to play defensive end, but he's big and strong enough to play inside over the guard. Nick Bosa is easily the best player in this draft. He is an absolute beast of a defender with the most complete NFL-ready game of any player at any position. His only red flag is injury concerns after missing most of last season, but he is virtually a clone of his older brother Joey, dominant player for the LA Chargers. But some scouts say Nick might even have a higher ceiling, which is just scary. In the second round, the 49ers selected Debo Samuel, wide receiver out of South Carolina, He's 5'11", 214 pounds, ran a 4'48", 40-yard dash. He's got great quickness and can play outside or inside. He competes for catches with very good body control. He's got strong hands and just snatches the ball away from defenders and wins most 50-50 balls. Doesn't always run clean, sharp routes. And there is a red flag for me in his durability. He had a hamstring issue and really only had one healthy season at South Carolina. But he's a tough runner who breaks a lot of tackles, and he adds value as a kick returner who had four kick return touchdowns. He's got exceptional field vision. He finds space in the defense and is a strong open field runner. He doesn't get out of his breaks as quickly as you'd like, but he helps his quarterback out by working back to the football, and I really like that about his game. He's just a tough, competitive physical wide receiver, strong numbers at the combine, and he really showcased his athleticism. When you watch Debo Samuel's tape, it's easy to see why he was one of the highest rated wide receivers in this class. 
I love his versatility, his size and quickness, and I think he will really excel with quick hitting plays like slants and screens, and he should be a red zone threat right away. He has all the physical tools to become a high-level wide receiver for the 49ers. You can coach up his route running, but not his durability. With only one healthy season in college football, that's my biggest concern, but a very good player, especially in the second round. So in the third round, the 49ers selected another wide receiver, Jalen Hurd out of Baylor. He's listed at 6'5", 225 pounds, ran a 4.66 40-yard dash. He's definitely got noteworthy size and speed for an NFL wide receiver, and he uses his size to bully cornerbacks. He's a former running back who knows how to get yards after the catch and adds value to this pick with the ability to play running back and give them some roster flexibility. I like that he makes the tough catches in traffic, not afraid to go over the middle and get hit. He's got long arms. He's an above average jumper who high points the ball and should be a day one red zone target. After changing positions from running back, he still is learning the wide receiver position. He needs to improve his technique and route running especially, but he's a tough runner who gets downhill after the catch and is a load to bring down. He played mostly inside the numbers at Baylor and doesn't have the short yardage burst to excel as a slot. The 49ers will want to use his size on the outside. One thing I really didn't like about his game, though, is he's a pathetic blocker who just shows minimal effort, and he's really going to need to work on that. But overall, Jalen Hurd is a high-ceiling prospect, but far from a finished product. His size, length, and athleticism are all above average, and there is plenty to be excited about if you're a Niners fan. I love his toughness and hardworking demeanor. With his ability to also play running back, it adds serious value to this pick. Might not see his best until year two or three, but Hurd could be worth the wait. The 49ers had a very solid draft. First landing the best player in the class with Nick Bosa. It's rare to see a player with so few flaws in his game. Health is his only concern. Bosa should add to what is already one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. The Niners shifted focus to offense, getting two highly capable wide receivers in the second and third rounds. I had a first round grade on Debo Samuel, and I think he is a tremendous value in the second. Hurd is more of a project player, but has big time upside and should develop into a very good player. I also liked some of their later round picks for San Francisco and give them a solid B plus grade. So the team that I thought had the best draft in this division, the LA Rams. And they didn't have a first-round pick, but in the second round, they took Taylor Rapp, safety out of Washington. Six foot, 208 pounds, ran a 4.7940. He's a very reliable tackler, maybe the best in this class. He wraps up with good technique. He has a knack for finding the football with seven interceptions, and he forced incompletions on 27.8% of targets in 2018 which was the best in the Pac-12 for safeties. He's an excellent special teams contributor as well and has a strong pass rush, really gets after quarterbacks. He pressured quarterbacks on 11 dropbacks in 2018, which was also the most in the Pac-12 among safeties. He's got ideal NFL size, and he started all three years in college, so he's got a ton of experience. He's a versatile player who can cover tight ends or wide receivers, He's not the most explosive athlete, 
And his 4.79 40-yard dash time is very slow for an NFL safety. But if Rapp ran a 4.5 40 or better, he would have been a lock for the first round. He's a very complete player who makes plays all over the field. His speed and quickness is a real concern, although many feel his game speed is better than his timed speed. In the second round, he's worth the risk. So in the third round, with the 70th overall pick, the Rams selected Daryl Henderson, running back out of Memphis. He's 5'8", 208 pounds, and ran a 4.49 40-yard dash. He's got first-rate speed and quickness, makes him a big play threat every time he touches the ball. He had 43 carries of 15-plus yards and 11 touchdowns of 50-plus yards and averaged 8.2 yards per carry. He's got good hands out of the backfield and had 63 receptions. He did expose weaker competition at Memphis, so you wonder how he'll hold up against NFL talent, but he's a physical runner who spins and breaks a lot of tackles. He's slightly undersized, especially for a three-down back, probably more suited as a change of pace running back, and he does tend to run too upright, and it it exposes himself to big hits, but he gives great effort and never stops moving his feet. And he had back-to-back 1,000-plus yard seasons at Memphis, so he's a very productive player. He's a very elusive runner and just excels in the open field. But he's also a patient runner who lets his blocks develop and then burst through the hole with great acceleration. Henderson's big production numbers are probably inflated a bit versus weak competition, But you can't ignore his home run breakaway speed, elusiveness, and ability to catch the football. With Todd Gurley's health in question, getting a solid running back in the third is not a bad move by L.A. At best, he becomes a heavy rotation player, and at worst, he should be a very good third down running back. So just nine picks later in the third round, the Rams selected David Long, cornerback out of Michigan. He's 5'11", 196 pounds ran a 4.45 40-yard dash. This guy is an exceptional cover corner in man coverage. He is slightly undersized at 5'11 and does have short arms, which could have issues with taller receivers. But he mirrors wide receivers as good as anyone in this draft. He has off-the-charts agility and ran the fastest three-cone drill of any player at the Combine and the fastest short shuttle drill of any player. He's got the best footwork of any cornerback in this class, and he allowed the lowest reception rate of any cornerback in the draft. He only allowed 18 catches his entire college football career, which is just astounding. He does tend to grab and hold when getting beat by a wide receiver, something he's going to have to work on, but he's an intelligent player who really understands route concepts. He might be better suited as a nickel than an outside cornerback because of his size. David Long might be the biggest steal in this entire draft. He's fast, physical, intelligent, and the best man-to-man cover skills of anyone in the class. Very few concerns regarding his game. Some analysts even had a first-round grade on him, and I was shocked that the Rams were able to grab him in the third round. Just an excellent pick by L.A. So without even having a first-round pick, the Rams still had the best draft in this division. Their first three picks all fill holes and fit their schemes perfectly and all have very high floors. If Taylor Rapp's 40-yard dash time was slightly faster, he would have been the first safety off the board. Henderson is a home run threat. 
who is underrated as a physical runner and a complete running back with good hands. David Long is an absolute steal late in the third round and will be NFL ready day one. The Rams won the draft in this division with an A grade. So there you guys have it. That's going to be it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Tune in next time as I continue the 2019 NFL Draft Breakdown Part 5. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at PGF Podcast.